about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all pull from me whatever you need today. Pull from me because that's, that's how the anointing works in my life. If you're not pulling, it might drag out a little bit. But if you're pulling from me, I'm going to give you exactly what the Lord gives me to give to you today. Huh? Whatever you need, he's going to give it to you today because he's such a faithful God. He's such a faithful God and a good God. Huh? So there's a couple things he's going to say to me. First, let me pray. Father, we just thank you. We give you the glory. We thank you that you are such a good God. Lord, we love you. We worship you. We magnify your name, God. There is none above your name, God. There is none above you. There's none worthy of the praise, Lord. And we just thank you for what you are going to do today. Lord, use my mouth, my vocal cords to speak forth your truth and your word. Don't let them hear any ounce of Latasha, but Father, have them only hear you, God. I rebuke every distraction right now. I rebuke everything that's trying to plug into their ears. I rebuke the voice of the enemy. And I speak forth the love of God, the fire of God, the glory of God, the power of God. And we just thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. We receive it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So listen, guys, we're, we're in September, which I love the fall seasons, as you see with my outfit. I love the fall seasons, right? Because especially in September, because it marks a, a new beginning for me as you're changing seasons. And I know we have Rosh Hashanah coming up, which means the new year. So that's why something about September, and it's funny because the Lord just marks it for me. Like we just had another wonderful month at work. Really good month at work. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so blessed with my job. I'm so blessed with my boss. I won't even get into that. She might watch it, but I love her. She's amazing. So we're in September, so I'm like, okay, Lord, thank you. And as he starts speaking to me about, once again, that shift that is, that is taking place. There's a shift that is taking place. And I know many of you may feel it. Some of you may not, but that's okay because you could just sit and watch. But something has shifted in the spirit. And it's hard for me really to put it to words. So, Father, I'm, I'm just going to take my time. Y'all let me take my time and explain it to you in a way that he said it, okay? And, um, oh, yeah, I also want to um, make sure I honor PT and Becky. Um, because the opportunity that they give us to minister and that they trust us. I always want to honor the man of the house and the woman of the house, always. Um, but the Lord started speaking to me, too, as far as today and giving his word. And it was like, it was so pressed on my heart that I have to give an anointed word because this may be the last word someone hears. Because life is so short, it could be the last word that anyone can hear, and I knew I couldn't come with a puff word. I couldn't come with something that's going to tickle your fancy. I need something that's going to transform your life, that make you want to go deeper into the things of God, to make you want to draw closer to God, to get your hunger and passion back for God and the things of the Spirit. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't give a puff one. And I thank God that we're not one of those churches that do stuff like that and allow these little puff words to be released from this pulpit. You may have it from other churches, but you're not going to ever receive it from here. I thank God that we got a man of God who spends time with God to hear what he's saying and to release that word over our lives. No buzzwords, because, you know, I got to understand the importance. You got to understand the importance of who you are and what type of mandate that you have on your life. You can't take that lightly. 
or what God wants to do is not something to take lightly. Sometimes you may think it's a burden, but it's not a burden. It's like God can use you, someone just like you, exactly where you are if you just allow him to do that. Um, let's go to, uh, we're going to start at Genesis 1. one twenty-six. I don't sit up here and say, oh, I'm anointed and all this stuff because I'm being prideful. Just that I know who my daddy is. I have a confidence in my daddy and how he backs me when I do give a word. That's my confidence. So I'm not being prideful, and I'm not going to give you false humility because that's not going to save anyone's lives. But I will tell you I'm confident in who he is in my life. I'm confident because I've seen him show up for me so many times at times where I didn't even think I was worthy of it. He still showed up on my behalf and for my family. So when I tell you I know who my daddy is, I'm telling you I know who my daddy is, and you need to also know who he is in your life. He's a good God despite what may be happening right now. He's a good God. Genesis 1, 26. You've heard this several times. I'm reading from the Amplified, okay, and all of them. But God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame beasts, and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. I mentioned that last time I preached, but the Lord gave me even more about that. Because it's saying that we are created in, in his image. We are created in his likeness, okay? So say, I am, am. created in his image and likeness. So well, let me ask you this. When you see the image of the golden arches, what did you see? McDonald's. Like, that's the image. That's they, what they want you to see. You see the golden arches. When you see, the, what is that, that, P, that, that grocery store that has the green P and the white circle? Publix. That's the image of Publix. Oh, another one. When you see real estate, red, white, and blue, hot air balloon up in the air. Remax, right? So my question to you is, what image are you portraying? What are they seeing when they see you? Are you, are you operating in his image and likeness? Too many people, I think, in the body of Christ bring God to their image instead of being made in his. We want him to be like us. No, Jesus, he would do this because I'm doing this. No, 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 don't change the word. We're creating his image and likeness. Some people still see Christ as a baby. So if you still seeing him as a baby in the manger wearing diapers then that's the image you're going to portray to other people is that you being a baby, still drinking milk. But he's out of diapers, okay? Don't keep seeing Jesus on the cross because a lot of people still see him hanging on the cross. He's not hanging anymore. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father. So what image do you see him? Which one? Because we always we need to fit in God's standards and what his word says instead of having it fit into ours. Ooh, that's a hard one. I can't tell you how many people I speak to and talk to, and they say things, and I'm just like. And then you want to be nice, 
Then I'm like, listen, honey, you got to get delivered. This doesn't make any sense. You, you just got to get help. This doesn't make sense. Don't tell me that I'm doing this incorrect and, I'm, and you just started in the word. I'm like, well, what, what verse do you have to back that? Or you come up with your own ideologies and think that's okay, but where does that fit in the word? What does God say about that? If you can't put it together with what God says, please don't say it. Please don't. But I'm going to tell you, someone who knows who they are in the image and likeness of God is the enemy's greatest threat. You are opposition for the enemy. That's you. Each and every one of you are opposition for the enemy. It may not look like it when you're going through. It may not look like it when you're arguing with your spouse. It may not look like it when your bank account is saying zero. It may not look like it when you have symptoms in your body. But I'm here to tell you that you are the enemy's greatest opposition, and you have something to do. If you open your mouth to the enemy, he has to flee. You cannot go by how you feel. You cannot go by what you see. You got to know that you are his greatest enemy. Say, I'm the enemy's greatest threat you serve a supernatural God believers you do so stop living a natural life I'll say that again Jesus you serve a supernatural God so stop living a natural life hey Habasa man come on Jesus Stop being casual with the presence of God. Stop being so used to the word that gets preached here. Stop when people getting prayed for, you sitting there still talking and blabbing. No, pray for your sisters and your brothers. Ask, continue to have the Holy Spirit move on their behalf. Stop being casual with his presence. Stop being casual with the word. Stop being casual with prayer. We said we're not casual Christians. <laughs> no, we're not. We are not. You got something amazing to do. You have something amazing. Stop listening to the enemy telling you what you can and cannot do and what you're called to do and what you're not called to do. Go by what God is saying and what he's calling you to do. Let's go to 1 John. You are the greatest threat to the enemy. That's you. Actually, go to 1 John 2. 27. Every time I preach it, I, I look at the, the page numbers, I always think of Papa Ted, because it's so funny, because people, you don't know what you do when you help somebody, the one person, and how that one person can spread it to somebody else. And he told Brittany a long time ago, she used to come here, he used to minister, and was telling me about putting the page numbers down, because when you're ministering, you don't know where anything is in the Bible. You read the Bible, you can't find Genesis. Is that the beginning? You can't find Revelation. You're like, where is it? So when you miss, you can't tell. So he told her one time, just put the page numbers down. So I'm like, I always thank him every time. I'm so glad you told her. <laughs> I'm not offended you didn't tell me. You just told her. <laughs> That's what we do, because we start getting offended. I'm not going to hit that yet. We ain't going to hit that. I'm going to lay that one alone. We're going to go 1 John 2.20. First, I'm going to read 1 John 2.20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. <laughs> That's a good one. You all have an anointing from the Holy One. It didn't come from the enemy. It came from the Holy One. 1 John 2.27. And that says, put my glasses back on. But as for you, the anointing, the sacred appointment, the unction, glory to God, which you receive from him abides permanently. It's not temporary. It doesn't go away because you got feelings. It's permanently. 
in you, so then you have no need that anyone should instruct you. But just as his anointing teaches you concerning everything and is true and is no falsehood, so you must abide in, live in, never depart from him. Being rooted in him, knit to him, just as his anointing has taught you to do. We're going to go to Luke 4.18. We're talking about the anointing. Say anointing. anointing. Listen, you made in the image of God and you have an anointing, right? 418. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity, to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Say, I'm anointed. I'm going to keep making you say stuff and declaring stuff over yourself. Thank you, Jesus, that you have an anointing. Let me tell you, this morning I wasn't feeling like I was anointed. But the, the things you don't go by feelings. That's why I thank you for the anointing that, that's in here, and also thank you for the anointing that comes upon. So I thank Jesus for a double portion of the anointing. Yes, Jesus, let me tell you, that anointing that each and every, you, each and every one of you have on the inside of you, someone needs it. No matter what you think, someone needs that. And you shouldn't be scared of the darkness because of your anointing. You got the light that shines on the inside of you. You shouldn't be as scared of, of losing flavor because, baby, you got the salt of the earth on the inside of you. You stay tasting good. You got the salt. Glory to God. I love the anointing because you know what? It helps us to function in the kingdom of God. Helps us to be able to love people. It helps me be able to preach. Helps you be able to cast out devils. Helps you be able to lay hands on the sick and they recover. That anointing helps you to do that. Y'all love the anointing, right? You love the anointing. Thank you, Jesus. But let me ask you this. Do you still love the anointing when it starts causing problems? Jesus. You still love the anointing when people start not liking you? When people start making up things about you? You still loving the anointing on your life? When people think you're crazy, you still loving the anointing? <laughs> Glory, thank you for the anointing, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What about when that same anointing causes people to be jealous? We're going to talk, y'all. We're going to talk. Y'all know, I told y'all who I am, right? Pastor Taj, the, the prophetic one. I just, you know, I just got to give it. Jesus. Jesus. Listen, let me tell you something. When I'm preaching this to you, I'm preaching to myself. I don't want you to think anybody has arrived. None of us have arrived. God, when he gives us words, he's speaking to us too. We got to check our own self. Let me put that in there, that disclaimer. Jesus. What about this anointing, the one that makes demons manifest and people don't like that? What about the anointing when you move in one way and the people say, no, 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 you need to move over this way. Do we still like this anointing? Jesus. What about that anointing that makes you be able to praise God and not care what anyone says and making other people uncomfortable? What about that anointing when you're speaking in faith and they can't speak in faith and they're mad at you? What about that anointing? But let me tell you, they need that anointing on the inside of you. No matter if they're jealous, no matter if they're mad, no matter if they say don't do it that way, no matter if they're mad at you because you're telling the truth, they need the anointing. They might get mad at you in the beginning, but they're going to come around. We're just going to pray and hopefully they turn around and eventually turn and go, listen, there is something inside of you that I want. Sometimes they just get mad. Glad I almost said that, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're keeping my mouth, keeping my mouth. But let me tell you something, people of God, we can no longer afford to be complacent. 
We can no longer afford to be lukewarm. We can no longer afford to not tell the truth because someone's life depends on it. We can no longer be tiptoeing around people's feelings or emotions. You can't do it. Because when you see the father, he's going to tell you, why didn't you say that? Why didn't you do it that way? You could have operated in love and still told him the truth. So stop being lukewarm. Hot or cold, you either serving God or devil. When you talk to someone, you're either talking for the Lord or you're talking for the devil. Which one are you? There's no in-between. There's no in-between. Now, I'm not saying go and beat people over the head with the scripture because that don't make them receive it either. It doesn't matter. I don't care if five people come to you saying what we say is the truth. Listen, you can say it's the truth all you want. You can get 100 people to believe it because we're having a lot of that now. But if it ain't truth in the word, it ain't truth. Jesus, and listen, you, listen you, we, we can't preach love, but we got to live it. I thank God James was preaching love. He lives it. We already know James lives it. Because before we can even try to change the world, people of God, we got to change ourselves. Don't give me an idea about something unless you're doing it. Don't come tell me about weight loss when you're looking a little, you know. Don't tell me about money when you're broke. Don't come and teach me about deliverance when I don't see you praying and casting out anybody. Don't tell me about preaching when I ain't seen you get up and preach one time. Listen, don't get quiet on me. Y'all know this how people are. People critical. You should do this. Do it like that. You should do it. And then they're like, what you doing? You know, it's just PT told me people never say anything to you until you start doing something. So just do it anyway. Just do it anyway. Jesus, really. I'm like, don't talk to me about marriage, too. Because people do that. Don't talk to me about your marriage if you've been married five times. Okay. Because they're the ones who want to talk to you about marriage and what they were doing in marriage. Don't talk to me about kids if your kids are five and you haven't raised any kids, really. Listen, I'm telling you the truth. Don't talk to me about getting in the Word and Bible when you just got born again two weeks ago. You got to have some fruit behind what you're doing and what you're talking about. Have some fruit. Let people be able to look and go, okay, yeah, I can see your life. Let people look at you and go, I want to have what you have. No one is Jesus, but they said, I want to have what you have. We can look at James. I want to have what James had because he walks in love. He does bring freedom to people and bring deliverance. That's what he does. He cannot help it. So he can come and say, hey, gosh, this is how you can do it like this and blah, blah, blah. Like, thank you, James. But Joe Small off the street can't come and tell me. Because where your fruit, Joe Schmo off the street? I can remember his name. <laughs> Joe Schmo off the street. He's from, the, oh, don't talk about New York now. <laughs> I know. I'm talking about New York. <laughs> but listen, you got to be able to operate in the word of God, but also you can't just be so caught up in the word that you don't have any oil. When you got the word, you got to back it with the oil. The power and the fire has to follow you. Huh? Thank you, Jesus. So use that anointing, people of God. Use that anointing to work. Let it do what it's supposed to do. Use that anointing. He didn't anoint you to stay in your drama. He didn't anoint you to stay in your past. He didn't anoint you to stay in something from 10 years ago. He didn't anoint you to say this happened to me last week. He didn't anoint you for that. He anointed you to change the kingdom. He didn't anoint you to say I have a lot of anxiety. He didn't anoint you to say I'm filled with depression. He anointed you to break the chains off. He anointed you to bring forth deliverance. He anointed you to love people. He anointed you to not, look, just be focused on what he's saying to do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. It's time for you to use that anointing, man. Use that anointing. 
Let hell know you mess with the wrong one, devil. Let hell know. You know who I am. I'm fired up with the Holy Ghost. Let hell know. You know what, devils? I am filled up with power and anointing, and I'm telling you to back off. You got to use that anointing in your life. Stop playing with it. It's time for us to stop talking about it and be about it. That's what we say in the streets. Don't talk about it. Be about it. So it's time for you to use that anointing to do what you have to do. Come on. You got to tell them you are messing with the wrong one, baby. I got glory in my hands. I got power in my mouth. Yes. Jesus. We don't use this anointing to be popular. Let me tell you, I, I'm not popular. <laughs> but I think everyone loves me, I think. Whatever. He loves me. Glory to God. That's what counts. That part. That's what matters. long as he's good with me, it doesn't matter what anybody else say because y'all know me. I don't really care about feel, uh, emotions or you coming to give me your opinion. really doesn't matter because as long as the father's telling me I'm pleased with you, Latasha, and what you did, that's all that matters. That's all that matters, and that's how you all should be. It doesn't matter what anybody else say because you know what? I'm going to use this anointing regardless if you like the way I use it or you don't like the way I use it. If you like the way I preach, if you don't like the way I preach, I'm so glad James asked you that too the other day. But you guys should have been there if you want to know what it was about. So he had asked me something, and that's what all I'm saying. And I said, you know, I'm going to use this anointing, God. I thank you, God. I'm going to use this anointing to break the back of the enemy. I'm going to use this anointing to get my family back. I'm going to use this anointing to continue with my marriage. I'm going to use this anointing to pray, pray and lay hands on the sick and they recover. I'm going to use this anointing to cast out devils. I'm going to use this anointing to walk in love. I'm going to use this anointing to change my finances. I'm going to use this anointing to walk in day-to-day life. I'm going to use this anointing to this is use this anointing. Whatever he wants to do, we're going to use it. Jesus, use the anointing to break off addiction from people's life. Use the anointing to break the spirit off of Fort Pierce and Port St. Lucie and the Treasure Coast. Use the anointing to break the spirit off the United States of America. Get rid of that Jezebel. Use that anointing. It's just not for just right here. Stop having anointing in church and you go out and you, you leave the anointing here at church. Stop leaving the fire here at church. Take it with you out there. Jesus. Jesus. Use it. Regardless if people are watching you. Regardless if people are being critical. Regardless if they're talking about you. Use the anointing that he has given you. Use it to make the shift continue to happen in your life. Bring it to, use it to, to bring forth restoration in your family. The loved ones who are not saved. Use the anointing for that. Y'all know my dad is dealing with cancer, right? Two years he was diagnosed stage four lung cancer, 2018. Almost three years. Yeah. And we just had a thing where it looked like it was uh, spreading. Okay? So... We reek, Shazi's our, our nurse doctor. <laughs> she gets all the reports and reads them for us. And then saying, well, does dad see this is what it says? I'm like, I don't know, but just don't say anything. We just going to pray because, you know, we don't know what to say. So anyway, he had to go have a biopsy. They did one, and it came back. I don't know. They couldn't read it because the doctor didn't take enough of the sample out. So my dad had to go back, and he was really upset and didn't want to do it again, and it was a big to-do. So I had to call up there <laughs> from Florida to Georgia and tell them, listen, I'm, I'm his daughter. I'm in Florida. I know you got HIPAA, but y'all need to tell me something about my dad. Like, what's going on with my dad? Ba ba ba. You know how I am. I get stuff done. So they redid it. Thank God about that. And the doctor was saying at first he was thinking it was going to come back cancerous because he has cancer in his body. Doctors practice medicine. They they can't go in faith. It is what it is. I said okay. 
Well, my dad got the biopsy and it came back non-cancerous. So I'm like, we started praying. I'm like, you're going to be, is it benign? You're going to be benign. That's just it, devil. You're not going to make us go out of faith. You're not going to make us start thinking and speaking things. Oh, what are we going to do? We got to prepare for this because this part. No, I didn't. I was like, oh, no, no, devil. Nope, nope. Not having fear. My dad's still going to live. He's got a purpose. That cancer's not spreading in Jesus' name. I said, line up, shrink back down, tumors. Like, we have to do a part. I couldn't, be, I couldn't go to PT and Lou and Jane. Can y'all please pray for my dad? I had to bring it myself. I got to pray. I got to trust God. Do I trust God or do I not? Do I believe the word or do I not? Jesus. I believe the Lord is telling me right now to tell some of you that you have been undercover. You have been undercover, but God is saying he is about to blow your cover. You are about to be exposed so you can go forward in the things of God and the power of God like never before. You are going to hit in areas that you didn't even think about or imagine. God is saying he is blowing your cover so you can burst out with that anointing like never before. Because he's going to do a new thing in you. If you are willing and ready to do it, he is going to do a new thing as he blows your cover. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I receive it for myself. Jesus. And things I ain't even tapped into or touched. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know what? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for the anointing, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and your power, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you, because of your anointing, you have something so powerful on the inside of you. I have something so powerful on the inside of me. Don't let the cute clothes fool you. Don't let this lipstick fool you. Don't let my curly hair fool you, this pretty smile. <laughs> I paid a lot of money for it. Don't let it fool you. <laughs> Jesus. We got things to do with the anointing, and that's how it is with the devil. You can, don't let him fool you thinking he's all big and bad. Baby, you got something so powerful on the inside of you. It's time for you to bust it wide open like, like the Lord said and use it. Thank you, Jesus. You got a demon-shaking, hell-trembling anointing. Ha! I'm going to say it again. You got a demon-shaking, hell-trembling anointing on the inside of you. And it's time for you to say, you know what, devil, back up. Get off of my family. Get off of my finances. I speak hell to my whole family. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, ha, ha, ha. Say, take, take, ha. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So what you going to use it for? What you going to use it for? Huh? Getting your family back? Restoring your marriage? Getting your ministry back and your business back? Hmm? You don't have that anointing just to play games. Stop sitting on the sidelines. It's time for you guys to get in the game. Stop sitting on the side waiting to get tagged in. Just get in. Get in. John 11. Okay, this is the one I really got to take my time with as I'm remembering. I have to read a lot. So bear with me just as I read just a little bit. A lot. 
I was going to the Father and asking him about stuff as far as what's going on, what's the next season for the people of the body of Christ, um, asking him about America and what's going on with America. So this is what he showed. See, let me tell you, when you, when you go to Father, he speaks to you through his word. It's not always audible. I heard the Lord audible probably twice in my whole life, twice. But he speaks to you every day in the word. And that's how he, if you talk to him and you just have a discussion, that's how I was with him. And I'm like, Lord, show me. And he showed me in the word. I'm like, okay, that, that's how I take it. It's, it's written in, in, in the word and it's true, right? So I asked him, next season and for America, this is what he gave me. John 11, 1. Remember, be patient with me. I got to read a little bit. 11, 1. Now, a certain man named Lazarus was ill. He was of Bethany, the village where Mary and her sister Martha lived. This Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was now sick. So the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love so well is sick. When Jesus received the message, he said, this sickness is not to end in death. But on the contrary, it is to honor God and to promote his glory that the Son of God may be glorified through by it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and, and Lazarus. They were his dear friends, and he held them in loving esteem. Therefore, even when he heard that Lazarus was sick, <laughs> he still stayed two days longer in the same place where he was. Even though he heard Lazarus was sick and he loved him, he like, we still staying here. Because he, what, didn't he just give a word to Mary when she asked and said, the sickness is not to end in death. That's a word for you right there. Jesus. We're going to skip on over to verse 10. But if anyone walks about in the night, he does stumble because there is no light in him. The light is lacking to him. He said these things and then added, our friend Lazarus is at rest and sleeping, but I'm going there that I may awaken him out of his sleep. The disciples answered, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will recover. However, Jesus has spoken of his death, but they thought that he referred to falling into a refreshing and natural sleep. <laughs> so then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there. Come on, y'all. Did Jesus say that? I'm glad I wasn't there. What? Listen, if I was married, I'd be like, Jesus, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Willis? You glad you wasn't there? My brother was sick? Okay. Okay. He's saying it will help you to believe, to trust, and rely on me. However, let us go to him. Okay? We're going to skip on to verse 32. See, i got to build the story so you can see. 32, when Mary came to the place where Jesus was and saw him, she dropped down at his feet saying, him, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her sobbing and the Jews who came with her also sobbing, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. He chafed in spirit and sighed and was disturbed. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. The Jews said, see how tenderly he loved him? But some of them said, could not he who opened a blind man's eyes have prevented this man from dying? The criticism. Now Jesus again sighing repeatedly and deeply disquieted approached the tomb. It was a cave, a hole in the rock, and a boulder lay against the entrance to close it. Jesus said, take away the stone, Martha. Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, exclaimed, but Lord, by this time he is decaying and throws off an offensive order. For he has been dead four days. Mm. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you? <laughs> did I not tell you? And promise you that if you would believe and rely on me, you would see the glory of God. 
So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Yes, I know you always hear and listen to me, but I have said this on account of and for the benefit of the people standing around so that they may believe that you did, not, you did send me, that you have made me your messenger. When he has said this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And he walked the man and out walked the man who had been dead, his hands and feet wrapped in burial clothes, cloths, and with the burial napkin bound around his face. Jesus said to them, free him of the burial wrappings and let him go. Upon seeing what Jesus had done, many of the Jews who had come with Mary believed in him. They trusted in him and adhered to him and relied on him. Glory to God. No, that was long. So I'm, I'm asking the Lord, what's going on with America? And the Lord is telling me, because you know, I'm like, how long? Because I'm asking, I talked to Jesus like I'm talking to you. I remember, was that you who said it? Or was that Maria? Someone said they sit and talk with Jesus, the Holy Spirit in the car, and they move the purse. So the Holy Spirit, you know, <laughs> you just talk to him like that. Move your purse in the car, pull up a chair, sit down when you talk, friend. So I'm like, Lord, what's going on? Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting the prophets. I'm believing, trusting in him first. But I'm believing your prophets because this is what you say. So, so let me know what's going on because how much longer are we going to have this illegitimacy going on? I was like, help me, Lord. These crazy policies, uh, this, I know this administration is not operating in the anointing. I know they are not operating with the blessing of God. How, how long, Lord? Like, what's, what's going on? How, how long? And he had to show me that. Like, don't worry about it. So I could be glorified. And the Lord was like showing me. So I'm like, oh, so America is looking like Lazarus. Just dead. Dead, stinking, being overrun with flies, got a stench that'll make you stay away. I mean, even though we know America's the best country in the world. In the world. But right now we're looking like little punks. Like it just like what's what I don't get what's happening, Jesus. But God is saying, but God. It may like it stinks, but God. Flies may be hovering, but God. He's saying America's not dead. It's only sleeping. <laughs> Jesus. Because he has called USA for such a time as this. And he is not going to let America be overcome with evil. It may look like it. Just like we heard PT say last week or two weeks ago about gross darkness and we celebrate. It looks like it's gross darkness starting to cover the land. But God. He has called America, y'all, for his glory and his goodness. Jesus said he's going to awake him out of his sleep. And when I say he's going to awake him, he's awakening people. It ain't this woke culture. He's awakening. Woke is, is something else. That's like demonic. But awakening in the Holy Ghost is from the Lord. And I felt the Lord was trying to tell me to say for you that some of you have dreams that you feel have died. Some of you have callings that you feel that you're not called to do anymore because it's been set it down. It's like the Lord said, you've buried it. And he is saying, it's not dead. It's not over for you. It's only sleeping. So he's saying, stop having premature funerals. And then you're mad because he don't show up to the funeral. That's a good one. Thank you, Jesus. I got to say, that's a good one for myself. Because you get mad when you feel like the Lord ain't showing up on your behalf on certain things. He's like, well, why I got to show up? I'm going to wait a few more days. <laughs> like with Lazarus. I already told you the word. Now, if you still ain't believing, then that's on you. Mary, didn't I tell you already what I was going to do? 
then you better believe that first word. He don't need to come 10 more times. So that dream, that calling that he has given you that you put aside or thought it was dead or you put it on the shelf and it has dust, God is saying he is reviving that right now. He's restoring that right now. He's res resurrecting that right now. And what he's going to do is resurrect even better. Because, see, God doesn't want to do anything that he's done before. He's going to do something new. Everyone saw all the miracles. That's why Mary was like, well, Jesus, I know if you were here when he was sick, you would have laid hands, he would have been well. But no one saw anybody be raised up. So God was like, for my glory, I'm going to show you something new. So for his glory, he's going to show you something new in the gifts and times that you have. In his glory, he's going to use you in a whole new way if you're ready and willing. In his glory. It's only sleeping. It's only sleeping. Delay doesn't mean no. Delay doesn't mean it's a rejection. Because we think that. Delay means he said no. Now I'm feeling rejected from God. No, 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 that's not him. Nope, nope, nope. Is Jesus setting you up for his best? Y'all yes. should clap on that one. Jesus set you up for your best? For his best? Not what you think, but his best. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just like with the USA, he's going to do something he has never done. We have never seen it looking like this. But God has said, oh, watch me. Watch me now. Watch me now. He's going to do something that we had no idea about, and he's going to be the one to get the glory for it. It's not going to be that administration. It's not going to be government officials. It's not going to be pastors or intercessors or leaders. God is saying he's going to get the glory for this one. We're going to be like, this is all God. Nobody else could have did this but God. Oh, you hold on and watch. It's only sleeping. It's only sleep. It's not dead. Nothing's too far gone. Nothing is too late. Nothing's too dry. Nothing's too brittle. For what God can do to raise something back up to life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the thing is with the Lord is he don't care if it stinks. He don't care if it got some grave clothes on. He ain't afraid of grave clothes. Hence the song I had played earlier. I walk out of my grave clothes because I came out in a new robe. I, I, thank you. Come alive to the one who has conquered it all. Walked out of my grave clothes because I came out in a new robe. I was buried there for too long. Now I come alive to the one who has conquered it all. Because he did it, I could do it too. What? Because he did it, I could do it too. Hey, because he did it, I could do it too. Hey, see, y'all better sing that. I'd be like, that's how we do it. That's how we do it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So don't get sad when something looks like it died. Don't get sad when doors are closed. Don't get sad when relationships end. Because God got something better for you. He got his best in store for you. Don't be sad when something's got to come to an end. It's okay. It's all right. He's going to use it to raise up something new. It's all right. Thank you, Jesus. The reason he does that, too, is he doesn't want you to go back to your old ways. We can't, we're not going back to the way it, were, the way it was. We're not. So he wants to do something new. He wants to do something new. So there's nothing, I want to remind you again, there's nothing too dead for him. There's no medical diagnosis that is too hard for God. There is no marital problem that is too hard for God. There is no financial problem that is too hard for God. No difficult workplace, no crazy people, 
no way we're a child that's wilding out. It is not too hard for God. He so wants to resurrect and restore. I thank you, Jesus. And if it doesn't work, you try it again. Let me tell you, for those who know or don't know, I love lions. On this side, I love me some lions. Then over here, I love the sweet butterflies. That's like my personality. I'm like, what? Then I'm over here. Ah, it's so sweet, the butterflies. So I had this like crazy idea that I wanted to get a butterfly garden and do some butterflies. Now, one thing my husband says about me when I get this idea in my head, I just stick to it. No one can talk me out of it. Is that a blessing or a curse? I don't know. But you know, it's like it's like it's a blessing because I'm like, listen, I'm just doing it. And then it's like, listen. So I did these butterflies, tell you real quick, and um, I had to grow milkweed. Well, I had like six, was it six or seven caterpillars? So I'm thinking, let's save them all. I want to save all the butterflies. And I got me a little fish tank, planted little milkweeds in there, and put them all in there. They're just eating away. Oh, my gosh, caterpillars just eat all day. They just eat, 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 eat. And it reminded me of us when we were first born again because what they're eating is milkweed, which actually when they bite it, it's white. So I'm like, we, when we were babies and Christians, we just on the word, it's like milk. But they like babies forever. They just get big. So I had six or seven butterflies. I can't remember. Anyway, I'm thinking, oh, I got to feed the plant too and give the plant some sun because I put it on my patio. Well, my right idea was put them out in the sun, which is like a, uh, what do we call it? What is it? Greenhouse effect. So I bring them back in, and they're still moving. Then all of a sudden, one's like, <laughs> oh, that one died, <laughs> right? Baby didn't get enough food. Then the other one dropped. Then the other one died. I'm like, oh, no. So I come and tell him, Ben, I'm a caterpillar killer. <laughs> I killed all of my caterpillars. He's like, don't say that. It's okay. So I'm like, but you got to go clean it, Ben, because I'm not touching them, right? So I'm like... <laughs> He's like, how do you have this idea but you don't want to touch the caterpillar, you don't want to touch dirt? I don't know. I have family. That's going to help me. It's my idea, but you're going to help bring it to pass. Jesus. <laughs> so then I'm like, I'm not going to do it again. I, I messed it up. I, maybe I did something wrong. And immediately they're like, Mommy, you can't put the tank out there right directly in the sun because they, like, they overheat it. Okay. So then I'm like, we're going to do it again. So then I went on ahead, did it again. I didn't give up. Even though I killed them all, I had to repent. Because I don't want to be a murderer of insects. Jesus, I shed blood. Oh, my gosh, I know, right? Oh, my goodness. So then again, I got to tell you this because I want this is going to talk to some people. So then we did it again, and I'm like, yes, we got a butterfly. It went up, made his little poopa or whatever they call it. He came out. I'm like, oh, we got a butterfly. He didn't want to fly. Okay, something's wrong with his wing. And I said, okay, I don't think I'm called to do this stuff. Like, I'm killing them. The next one comes out with a broken wing. Now, of course, we, like, nursed it till it died with a broken wing. He just, I don't know, he wouldn't open the wings or something, right? So I was like, I don't know. Well, I felt, try it again. Try it again, guys. And I think we tried it three times, and we finally got some good butterflies. That flew and went, out, went on to their way. But we keep thinking they keep coming back home. Like, we, like, we named them Beauty. Stop coming back. But it's probably not. I say all that to say this. Don't let, because you've got an idea or a plan and you're starting to do it and it's not working out exactly the way you want it, that you give up and stop. You continue to go forward. If you feel it in your heart to really, I'm going to keep doing this, it doesn't matter how it looks, what's happening, I might be killing a few things over there, but you do it again because that also trained me and taught me some things about trying to take care of caterpillars, that I need help to do it because I can't do it by myself. 
but that's just say just to keep doing what God is calling you to do. Keep moving forward in that thing. Don't let a few deaths get you down. A few ch- seven to be exact, and then one messed up. But just keep going. Because as I'm speaking over the calipers, I'm like, come on, Calip. Jesus said he's the resurrection and the life. <laughs> so over the dead things, say, hey, Jesus said he's the resurrection and the life. Okay? That's what he says. The. The, like, is the end of the story. You can put a the and a period. He is the resurrection and he is the life. Period. So I'm like, okay. So since he said it, I didn't doubt. I'm not swaying by fear or worry or emotions concerning anything that's going on. I am focusing on what God has said and what he's calling me to do. Period, right? Amen. Let me go back to my rabbit trail. So the voice of evil may be really loud by right now, but once again, but God, he got the final say. Foolishness does not have the final say. Symptoms in your body don't have the final say. The illegitimate man in the White House don't have the final say. Had to throw that in there. Listen, one thing about me as a minister, I deals with things like that. I'm, I have to because I don't want PT to get in trouble. I won't get in trouble. He's so he probably be thinking things, and I'm just saying it because it just is what it is. I'm not to see. That's the the blessing of being the associate pastor. Is I don't get in trouble. <laughs> they might flag this on Facebook too. Who knows? Jesus, my gosh, so done with them. So done with them. But I got to encourage, there are people in the fire right now, y'all, who are fighting against the enemy. And you got to know that. Letting the enemy know he is not winning and he does not win in the end. Doesn't matter what it looked like because Jesus is higher, bigger, stronger, greater than any situation or circumstance. He did not fall off the throne because of the circumstances you're dealing with. He did not cry and go, oh my gosh, you can't believe they're dealing with that. He is God. He is God alone. And nothing is going to take that away from him. Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians. Y'all doing okay? I didn't know I was going this long. Okay. No, I had to go in. It's been a while since I preached, so I just got to go in. That's just how we do. That's how we do it in the T. I mean, TCVC, but the T. <laughs> in the fort. We're going to go 2 Corinthians 3, 17. Now, the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage and freedom. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God, as in the mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into his very own image, an ever-increasing splendor, and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I believe that God is gonna is, is in a, a season right now that he is going to take us to new and unfamiliar territories and that this is going to happen in this next season. It's new and it's exciting for those who are willing. And the reason I say willing is because you have to be willing to go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Or else you're just living from day to day to day to day life. Boring. But he's calling us to go from glory to glory to glory. And you can't continue to be focused on the problem that you may have. But instead of being focused on the problem, focus on the problem solver. 
Thank you, Jesus. Unfortunately, there's too many unbelieving believers in the body of Christ right now, which is really sad. Um, because some people still want that watered down, sanitized faith. Like I said earlier, who say Jesus is their image and not we made in theirs. Hmm. But thank you, Jesus. He is calling us to go from glory to glory to glory. We look at the word of God as, as not to have it as a biased approach, but a holistic approach. We don't look at the word and start changing it around for our needs. Thank you, Lord. We don't, we, I'm saying we, I'm saying we come to church knowing uh, there's a word with our name on it, not because it's Sunday or Wednesday or because who's preaching, but because we know that God has a word for us. Thank you, Lord. And then we don't, as, as we're going from glory to glory to glory, we don't intertwine ourselves with certain things. We don't read or watch certain things. And I know people may not like this because we tend to do stuff and read certain things that because it's popular, we think it's popular with the father, but it's not true. We had dinner one day and it's a Christian family. They don't go to this church. And they were telling me some stuff to watch on Netflix. And they were like, you should watch Lucifer. Now, right away, me and Ben looking. <laughs> we thought it was a joke. Are they joking? Did, did they say Lucifer? I said, whoa. Did, did you say Lucifer? Yeah, it's a really good show. Don't let the name, wait a minute. The name is enough. I said, do not tell me that they are portraying the devil as somebody good. He said, well, listen, you know, I go to church and I'm, I'm a missionary and I, I love Jesus. I'm, t- I'm going to steal you wrong. The devil is a liar. You're not going to have me watch no Lucifer and lie and say it's good because he helped people. No, he don't. No, he don't. The false doctrines. And this is what I'm saying. Some people may feel that's okay in the body of Christ, that you can watch Lucifer and be okay. Well, you go right ahead and open the door to the devil if you want to. And then you can come to us, have you pray, and cast it out. Listen, just stop. Stop the foolishness. Stop doing it. Stop being like the world. That's why they can't tell us apart right now. We all act alike. We can't tell unless you're wearing a Christian T-shirt. Because you watch what they watch, you listen to the stuff they listen to, your mouth is just like theirs, you cuss like a sailor, and then we want, oh, thank you, Jesus, on Sunday. What? No, God is calling. We're going from glory to glory. It's going to cost you. Glory to glory means you're going to make a priority to make sure you're living a life of holiness. Going from glory to glory means you're going to spend time with the Father. You're going to have a hunger for it. Like, you can't go days without reading the Word. You can't go days without fellowshipping and talking to Him because you're going from glory to glory, and it costs. It doesn't just take, well, I'm going from glory to glory. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to be here on Sunday and praise my hand, raise my hands and thank the Jesus and thinking that's it. No, it's not it. If that's the temper that you want, that's the temperature, well, you stay right there, baby, because I'm not. I got to go to another level of glory every time, every day. I'm like, Lord, okay, what are we doing today? What are we doing today? Because I'm in partnership with him. I'm a practitioner of his goodness. And that's the thing. People don't want to be practitioners to say, listen, I practice the word of God. Listen, I practice laying hands on the sick. I practice praying for you. I practice ministering to you. If you ain't a practitioner, don't come and talk to me about practicing. Oh, Jesus, y'all don't get quiet on me. Don't get quiet on me. Stop making things that are, that are evil and you switching it saying it's good for God. He's displeased with it. We got to be different. You need to be able to protect your anointing. You can't sit there and want to pray for people and cast out devils when you're watching horror flicks. 
listen to the music that you cussing every other word and saying, I'm going to lay hands on you. Don't lay hands on me. Transfer a mess. Man, listen. Thank you, Ramona. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We can't just be saved at, at, at church. Be saved at home, out in the street, at work, in the car. That's right. When you out and about, let them know who you are without you saying every little word. Jesus, 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 and scriptures and speaking in tongues. They should know who you are. But you don't laugh at certain jokes. You don't do horror stuff. You don't, For what? It takes you a little way further from the Lord. He loves you. He still loves you. But you just can't protect the anointing. And then you can't have these lowly conversations with people. Oh, Jesus. And then arguing with people. For what? For what? I start going like, cause I don't want to say who. Uh, my family members, we were talking. I said, listen, I've always been big on do what you feel you need to do. I'm going to do what I feel I need to do according to the word. If you feel you want a vaccine, if anyone has had the vaccine, that's your business, okay? If you feel you need to wear a mask, that's your business. We're not going to allow the enemy to cause division and body the Christ going, well, you got the vaccine, you didn't get, you got the mask. I don't care. I want to know where you spend an eternity. I told my sister, it don't make me not love you anymore because of what you did. I don't care. I love you. I, where you spend an eternity? Because when it's all said and done, Jesus ain't going to care about who got the mask, didn't have the mask, got the vaccine, got the vaccine. Did you do what I called you to do? It's just another plot of the enemy to cause division. And the bullying got to stop. Because then they start bullying. Well, you didn't get in. You're thinking about other lives. You ain't thinking about nobody else's life. Well, well, hold on. My decision has nothing to do with you. Because if you've already got vaccine the mask, what the matter if somebody else don't have? I don't understand that. When do people who don't have something give it to other people? The devil is a liar. Let me tell you. They are so slick and people are believing the hype. That is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And that's why I said, no, devil, you're not going to come up in there. First you try the race thing, then you try this thing. We know who you are already. It's not going to stop us from what we're doing. So you got to also love on people, don't even care, and just go, okay, do you. But I tell you what, I, I identified as trans-vaccinated. That, that, can we do that? Can we do that? <laughs> You think you think about somebody else, you're not thinking about someone else. But my taxpayer money got to pay for your abortion? Come on now, stop it. But that's a human, that's a human. Okay, I ain't going there. I'm just saying the foolishness that we're dealing with, with the devil and how he's trying to do it with people. And yeah, and they just try to do all that deception on people. And you're looking at them like, are you serious? Are you even listening to yourself make sense? I had a patient call me and say, hey, I need to cancel this one, my, my daughter's appointment. I'm bringing my son. Why? Oh, because they were exposed. Exposed to what? Like, I, I still go there to people like, what? What are you exposed to? What? Oh, well, COVID from their school. But does your son live with your daughter? Yeah. <laughs> say it again to me. Because, you know, you want to make him say it again for me. Oh, well, my son was just for my daughter. Should I bring them both? I'm like, listen, I, please don't play with me. That's just ridiculous to me. 
And I get it. I get it. That's why I don't, I'm not going off. I just go, say it again. And you just like drop that. So your daughter still lives there. So they're together, right? Are, are you are you putting her in a room and she can't be around any family member? You, you just got to, you know, people to think. Because then you got a symptom or you're around someone. It's like, well, what does that mean? I don't know. I, I could be around all of y'all. Y'all all have COVID symptoms. I'm not saying I rebuke that. I'm just saying it doesn't matter. I, I still got to live my life. I, I can't be afraid. I can't live in fear. And I got to trust if anything tries to hit me. I know that God says that no sickness or disease is going to come on my dwelling. I know he says, by your stripes, I am healed. I know he says that the same spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the dead is like to my mortal body. I know I got to speak the word and I declare it. I'm like, it I'm not going to live in fear. I got to love on my family, my people, and do what God has called me to do. We do what we have to do in faith, not in fear. You cannot. I'm too busy being about my daddy's business to be worried about who wearing masks, who vaccinated, who doing this, who doing that. I'm just too busy with his business. I'm focused on what he wants to do. Right? Jesus. I'm too busy. I can't. I'm like, I got to stay a kingdom ambassador. I, I got to stay a kingdom representative. I can't go to the other side. I have to stay here. I can't be a life coach. I can't be a motivational speaker. I can't do it. I can't do it. I know sometimes the word I give ain't soft. I know sometimes the word that I give convicts people. I know sometimes the word I give allows people to start manifesting demons. It's okay. I'm not going to stop doing it. He told me to speak truth. I got to speak truth. It doesn't matter. I can't be nice any longer to people's theology. I'm going to say that again. I can't be nice anymore to people's theology. That's what's been the problem lately. Me being nice ain't helping anybody. Jesus. Listen, if he is saying we are going from glory to glory, we cannot stay at this level, still being offended, still being ticked off at people, feeling rejected, not being teachable, can't say when we're wrong, but Lord, take me to another level of glory. He ain't taking us to the level of glory so we can be right here and get all that mess out. Apologize. Don't be offended or rejected. Someone didn't text you right away. It's okay. They get busy. Y'all know how the enemy does. Mm, they ain't going to text me right. It's been five hours. Because then you start feeling rejected. Now, it's the devil. They busy. They, what I've done before, I will have to admit, I will see your text and go, oh, i got to respond. And then I just get distracted. And then I'm like, the next day, I've done it to Maria, I got to admit. And I say, I'm sorry. I've done it to Maria. She's texting me, and I see it. Oh, i got to respond to Maria. And then I'm like, ooh, I didn't respond to Maria. And I remember, I'm not rejecting her, not like I forgot her or don't love her. I, di I just forgot. But that's what the enemy tries to do, I'm telling you. Go to the next level, not feeling rejected any longer. Go to the next level without feeling offended. Go to the next level because someone say they're not talking to you. They're going another way. That's okay. Bye-bye. God bless you as you're going. It's okay. I need to run with the people who are running with me in the spirit. If you ain't running the same way with the spirit, then you run that way. I'm running the opposite way. Jesus. We can't still be getting offended, mad, all this stuff, and say we're going to help the multitudes. We mad, but we're going to cast out the devil. No. <laughs> Jesus. Listen, I'm the type that I'm like, Lord, I'm a soldier in the army. You don't got to give me no word for the civilians. If you need a word for the civilians, you're in the wrong place. Because we only get word here for the soldiers who going to stand and keep standing flat-footed, saying this is the word of God, this is what he's saying, and that's what we're going to stand on, period. Amen. Hmm. Lord, Lord, I'm almost done, y'all. I'm almost done. 
I'm almost done. Thank you, Father. Look, I'm praying today, right now, that some of y'all really get your passion back. Y'all get your hunger back. You get your desperation back. And it doesn't matter what's going on. You are making a decision to spend time with the Father every day. You're not squeezing him in. You're going to make him a priority before anything else. You're going to pray. You're going to get out of your feelings and get out of your emotions because we're the church. We're led by the Spirit of God. We're not going to be concerned what somebody else is doing. Let them do what they're doing and you do you. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I'm not going to even go there about the lanes, Jesus. You're going to do what he's called you to do. You guys are mighty warriors for the Father. You're mighty warriors for the Father. Get that in your head. You are mighty warriors. You're going to fulfill your mandate. People are assigned to you that you're going to still meet. You haven't even met them yet. You have people assigned to you. And you're going to do great exploits, like it says in Mark 16, 17, 18. These signs shall follow those who believe. In Jesus' name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Hallelujah. That is your mandate. That is what you are called to do, each and every one of you. Father, I just thank you for your goodness and your glory. I thank you, Lord, for your anointed vessels. I thank you that the people here at the sound of my voice know they are anointed. And they will go forward with power and glory like never before. Father, I call forth a hunger in them that they want to read your word. They have a desire to read your word, Father. They receive new revelation as they go to new levels, Lord, new glory levels in you, Father. I thank you. That's all for you, all for the kingdom. We are not going to be copying emotions and feelings. We are not going to do that anymore, Father, for we're going to be led by your spirit in everything, every area. We just give you glory for today, God. We say use us. Use us in a new way that we have not even tapped into, God. Use us, and we say yes to you, Father. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. Amen.